There's going to be so many little coronials in about eight months. I cannot wait for coronials. Coronials. Yeah, that's our word. Corona babies. Unfortunately, those little assholes are going to be Scorpios, but we'll deal with that yeah, when we get there. Fuck, that's yeah. the real problem. We, we're all gonna, that's the next <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast. If you're new to the show, my name is Sarah Merrill, and I am the writer and creator of Big Kid Problems, which many of you may know from Instagram and Twitter. And to my returning peeps, my OG podcast listeners, welcome back. I missed you all so much. And I know it's been a few weeks since our last episode, and I've gotten so many concerned DMs and emails wondering where the hell the show has been. So just know, I promise you, I have been working so hard under the radar, interviewing some incredible guests across the country to bring you a whole new crop of episodes. And it's all starting this week. So we are back. So make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends. We have a lot of fun coming up over the next few weeks. And I am just really excited to get the season cranking. Now, let's see... Did I miss anything while I was off the air? Um, we had a fucking tornado right over my new home in Nashville. There was that World War III thing for a minute. Um, Australia's been on fire. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Everything is closed. The world is upside down. Peter from The Bachelor ended up with nobody. I mean, things are just insane right now. And as much as I would love to just jump back on the air and go back to normal, I couldn't just come back and not address what the hell is going on around us? So this week, I've actually pushed back my regularly scheduled episode, and I wanted to dedicate this episode to helping us all cope with what's been going on. I've brought on friend of the show, Dr. Paige Barasa, who is going to give us the facts about the big sick elephant in the room. We're going to talk about coronavirus and more specifically, how to deal with the stress, anxiety, and all the uncertainty around this difficult time. We'll also talk immunity support, physical and mental health, and about how to stay sane while we're all in captivity. So whether you're alone and battling isolation or maybe you're stuck in quarantine with your family or a significant other and slowly losing your mind, we're going to talk about it. And just know that we are going to get through this and we're all going to get through it together. So stay strong. And without further ado, we're just going to jump right into the episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All 
All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast. I am joined now by Dr. Paige Barasa, friend of the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for coming on in our time of crisis. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody needs a doctor as a friend in this in this crazy time. Literally, I've been calling you. You've been on call, basically. Oh, yeah. Just my personal physician. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's not unique to our relationship. Trust me. I wake up to like 87 text messages a day and it's, it's stuff even like, you know, are marshmallows good for my immune system? So I'm getting everything from, you know, what's this phlegm wad look like to which blueberries are going to be best to stick up my nose. It's been all over the place. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But now I actually do really need you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for you. Thank you. And you're here for all of us to help yes. answer some questions. Um, I think this is just like a time of insane uncertainty. All of us are freaking out. I'm freaking out. No, none of us have ever been in a situation like this. This is kind of unprecedented. Even like my parents, my grandparents are like, we've never been through something like this. So yeah. It's a crazy time. It really is. And, you know, I think that because nobody's ever been through this, we don't really have a guidebook from which to go off of, which is obviously the, the scariest thing is we don't have a set of rules. We don't have a lookbook into what we did last time and um, uncertainty, you know, breeds anxiety and panic. And that's where we are. <laughs> that is definitely where we are. So I'm so happy to have you on to kind of go through some of the, these things and hopefully quell some of our anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I put up the topic on um, Instagram. I, I asked the question, you know, uh, what are, what's bothering you guys the most? What do you want to know about um, knowing that I would have you on? And I've never gotten so many responses. Like wow. people are freaking out. Really? And there's just, there's so, because there's so many things, right? I right. mean, like, it kind of covers our borders. Like people, you know, people don't really know what the virus is. They don't really know, you know, how susceptible they are. Um, They don't know what their jobs look like, what the future holds. I mean, many of us have like big plans in the next six months, (laughs) like a wedding, (laughs) um, that everything is just kind of up in the air right now. So I think a lot of people are just stressed. Yeah, totally. And I can definitely help kind of quell you know, nerves and and anxieties about the health-related topics as far as like how the recession is going to hit us and your wedding. Um, I'm going to defer. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to help me fix this? Right I'm, I'm not going to guarantee you that the wedding is going to go off without a hitch, but I'm sure it'll be great. And, you know, like some other wedding planners said, I think like maybe it was in a group text or somewhere I heard this, but they were like, you know, the less attendance, the more money you save. So, hey, there you go. You so it's going to be like spin. me and three people and it's going to be still awesome. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, We'll have more to eat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, enough about me. Let's get into this actual virus. Like what, what are we dealing with here? Okay, so what it is, and and you know, if anybody has wants to go in a deep dive on this, the CDC has a ton of the Center for Disease Control is the CDC website. Um, I'll be referring to it probably a lot, but it is kind of the definitive source of, of what's going on and information about the virus. So the coronavirus is a um, is a virus that originated in China and it was in a meat market there. And basically it started in November in China. And so it has spread now worldwide in the space of just under four months. And so we just kind of picked it up here in the US about like four to six weeks ago. Um, there are hotspots being, you know, the more densely populated areas, San Francisco, New York, Washington State had it pretty bad, but Basically, uh, it infects people and causes a range of respiratory illnesses uh, from the common cold, like looks like the common cold or flu in some people. There's a couple different symptoms that are going around. Some people have it very severe. Some people are actually shedding 
the virus asymptomatic. So that's a little bit the difference between like the virus and a cold and, and a flu is that you know, you can have the virus and you can have this coronavirus and be young and healthy and just be kind of experiencing mild like fevers or night sweats or a little bit of a sore throat and pass it off as allergies, post-nasal drip, or just something that you're kind of used to dealing with. And the danger comes when you're in contact with a more what we call at-risk population. So that's a population that is either over 65, that has a history, a past medical history of lung um, infections, pre-existing lung or immune conditions, heart disease, blood pressure, diabetes, um, you know, so that and then the elderly. So people who just are immunodeficient and immunocompromised. So even though we could be running around with like a mild fever and be shedding the virus and shedding is uh, basically it's shedding is what happens when we touch a surface or, you know, cough near somebody. So because right now they don't, know how long the virus lives on a surface, it's really important, you know, to stay clean and and to to basically not be around this population if you're out in the public. And that's why, you know, we're in where we are. Where we are, yeah. exactly. And I, I think it's so interesting. I mean, a lot of stuff has come out in the last few days uh, just about kind of our generation mm-hmm. and specifically. Yeah. And I know like this podcast, we we I have a lot of like 20 to 30 to early 40 year olds listening. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of us are going to be okay through this virus. Like a lot of us, we can catch it. We'll be fine. Right. Um, And I think that is the big thing is there now everybody's urging us. They're like millennials, like stay the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. In the white pre- in the White House um, press conference the other day, uh, the the woman who was in the pre- press conference was also saying like the millennials are the people that could stop this disease. You know, we have so much um, communication that can be done electronically. Like if we just stay home and keep ourselves safe and use like those different outlets to communicate instead of actually like gathering in large groups, like we will slow the curve of this. Yeah, exactly. Like the only thing we can really do is just not go out, which hello, that's what I've been joking about for like eight years about not going out. That's your dream. This is my dream. (laughs) This is actually, (laughs) it's very, very doable. And I think it's just like super important to urge people to like stay the fuck home. Yeah. This is every introvert that has been pretending to be an extrovert's dream for like their life. <laughs> Netflix plans. Netflix canceled plans. Yeah. Um, blanket. All the good things. The, those of us listening to this podcast, you know all this. You've been watching the news. Um, this isn't news for any of you. And I really wanted to have you on this podcast to talk about some of the other things that we're not talking about on the news. Like we're going to talk about the anxiety that we're all feeling. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about like, surviving in captivity if you're alone or if you're, you know, stuck with your family or small children and slowly going insane. So let's kind of go, let's kind of go into that a little bit. Let's just, I guess the first thing I would like to get into is managing our anxiety because who doesn't feel anxious right now? Okay. So um, as far as anxiety, I mean, everybody, that's going to look a little bit different for everybody. So some people are having straight up panic. Some people are just kind of having doomsday dread. One thing that I did want to like jump back to just in the in the disease and the time frame itself is to be really careful when people are talking about the time frame of the disease, although we don't have any solid, you know, estimate for when this will be over, it's really important when you do hear time frames to make sure that you're taking them in context. So I've been hearing a lot of people like, oh my God, this won't be over till July or August. So if you're passing on that information, 
information. It's really scary to somebody who's like elderly or somebody who's, you know, kind of has a little harder time getting to the news to understand that, yeah, this whole thing may not be over till July or August, but that doesn't mean that the extreme preventative measures that we're living in right now, the quarantines, the restaurant shutdowns, all of that will be till July or August. You know what I mean? So it's like this kind of extreme time that we're in right now is probably going to last like 15 days, maybe could be worse, eight weeks. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci from the White House, the infectious disease doctor, has said like eight weeks is probably a good time frame for that. But eight weeks for the closures and like yeah. kind of just kind of just like the right now it kind of feels like the world is over. Right. Like it kind of feels like we're in the apocalypse I a little know. bit. But with Wi-Fi, which is Wi-Fi apocalypse, I could live through. I could go through I an apocalypse. Like, like Wi-Fi apocalypse is the ideal apocalypse. No zombies, just Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. See how many like Netflix specials you can get through? I'm getting through quite I, I, Is there anything on Netflix you haven't watched? Um, yeah. Some of the, like, there's a lot of trash on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I need to get in there. Girl, I got yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Maybe you can do like a show notes. Yeah, list. show notes of what to watch do. on Netflix. You should do that. That's actually a great idea. I'll add that. So so basically what we're in right now is we're in a we're in a lockdown. Okay. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a sort of a time frame and and flatten what they're trying to do is called flattening the curve. So in China and in a lot of other countries, you kind of like peak to the disease and then it became overwhelming for hospitals and healthcare workers. What we're doing with these preventative measures is just keeping people safe, keeping them indoors and flattening the curve, which means it may last a little bit longer. And I think that's where that July, August projection is. But these, what they're calling life disruptive measures, so like keeping us inside, won't last that long. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're relaying information. This does feel like doomsday, but it won't always be like this. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of perspective. And I think that helps anxiety too, is to know that, you know, in 15 days, we're going to have a check-in. We're going to make sure that, you know, this is kind of being measured and being flattened and things are not getting worse. And then we'll either, you know, tighten restrictions or we'll loosen them. So so just, just remembering, I think that's a big part of the mental piece is that, that the, there's a light at the end of the there tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and, and we've seen... Uh, uh, what keeps me going is like knowing that like China has already... Like, they're, yeah. they're slowing down. Things are slowly getting back to normal. Totally. Um, so Their restrictions is, are almost off. I mean, they're out in the community. Like people are not quarantined anymore. And that started late November. So we're at about like a four-month, you know, time frame for that. But you have to understand too, that's when it was like radically out of control. We are working on vaccines. We already had like swab and test kits. Like there's a lot of things that we're doing yeah. that that nobody else had time for. Right. We, we came into it a little bit, a little bit more prepared. Yeah. I think that's that's really important. Knowing that there is, where we've we've kind of we can we can see the end of the tunnel. We just kind of have to stay strong through this crazy crazy period. Totally. Yeah. And then do all the preventative measures. I mean, this is really a scary thing. But at the same time, like I remind all of my patients, washing your hands kills us. Like washing your hands kills us, motherfucker. <laughs> so like, wash your hands. Use those disinfectant wipes. Like. It is a scary thing, but like soap kills it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think we make it in our heads like some really crazy, overwhelming, like zombie DNA thing that like is going to, you know, it's not Ebola. We're not like bleeding through our eyes and nose. Like you get a little dove antibacterial and like you're the <laughs> champion of the household. So remember that. Like you can squash this. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So okay. I think that that's really important to, to re- remember that this is going to end. This is a period of time. But I know and so many of you guys wrote into me when I asked the question on Instagram 
all the things that are stressing you out. Because let's be real, it's not just about this. It it, it trickles into so many things. Like so Absolutely. many people are like, I don't know if my livelihood's going to be there when I yeah. get out of this. Or I work hourly. Like so, so many of us have small businesses that yeah. are suffering. Absolutely. Um, some of us, like I said before, have weddings or have like... <laughs> and bachelorette parties. parties. And other things that we've been like really looking forward to. I mean, we have like life plans that have, mm-hmm. everything has been put on hold. So I kind of want to get into like, let's talk about this. We are in, some of us are in so much stress. Yeah. Let's break it down. Yeah. Let's talk about some things. Okay. Maybe even some like, like let's start at foods. Like let's start, like let's just get into our bodies and the basics on how we can fight the stress that can be so overwhelming for so many of us. Okay, perfect. So I kind of, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that it's trickling into all areas of our life. And so what I would say, you know, when a patient comes into Shen Medicine with anxiety and it's overwhelming and it's that kind of what we call rumination in Chinese medicine. So rumination is the like, you take one thing and you kind of fixate it until you, you know, go down the the rabbit hole of like, okay, and then I die. So what we want to do is try and restrict that that amount of thinking throughout the day. So keeping yourself mentally active, keeping yourself busy. Um, there are, you know, a, this is the time to like pick up a book. This is the time to pick up a new hobby. Um, not obviously a team sport, but like, <laughs> if you've ever looked at knitting, um, you know, keeping yourself active mentally in in as many areas as possible and not fixated on all of the negative stuff going on around us. And I know that's easier said than done, but what I have in my household is called, like I call it the 80-20 rule. So 20% of our waking hours in our day, I'm allowed to fact check things on um, the news, making sure that I have you know the most, uh, the most current updates. If there's anything that's been put out or press release or something, I'm watching that. The other, so that's 20%. Mm. The other 80% of my waking hours I cut off and make sure that I am watching positive mental influenced either television or a book or this is not going to Netflix and like how to make a murderer or like <laughs> like everybody's like starting that show, the HBO show, The Outsider or whatever, the Stephen King novel. Like, yeah, that looks terrifying. Like, honestly, guys, like now, now we're going to do this? No, no, no. Now is the time to like re-go through the entire Friends series. Like watch Seinfeld, you know, like stuff that, that's going to make you laugh. Yeah, something that actually uplifts your mood. Um, So, you know, it's, it's really important to make sure that you're like what I call safeguarding your mental space and surrounding yourself with positive things. I would even start like a gratitude journal. There's a lot of us out there that don't even don't, don't even have Wi-Fi. Don't have <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Dick move. First world problem. Give me coronavirus. Don't take my <laughs> don't Wi-Fi. I can deal with it, I swear. Yeah. So like starting a gratitude journal. I mean opening your eyes every morning and listing three things that you're grateful for, doing another three, different three before you go to bed, making sure that you are, like I said, safeguarding your mental space. On the gratitude journal, guys, like I feel like so many of you just listen to this and go, yeah, that seems like a great idea and then don't do it. Think about how fucking easy that is. It's so easy. Just literally like right now, pause this podcast and write down like three things you're grateful for. It is amazing how much it shifts your mood in such a short amount of time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And even just like waking up. Like some days when I can't find anything, I'm like, I woke up. Yeah. You know, like some people honestly do not have that luxury. Like, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have, you know, my friends around me, people who who love me and, you know, my dog. Yeah. And if you don't have a dog, go rescue one. <laughs> this is a great time for dogs. <laughs> yeah. This is a really good time for dog rescue. You have a lot of time at home. You can train them. We'll give you multiple resources on how to rescue <laughs> yeah. a dog. 
big dog moms here. Yeah. So yeah, so safeguarding your mental space with positivity, gratitude, um, and then some really good uh, practices to implement is a, a this is a great time to start meditation. I know a lot of people who are like, I don't have time for meditation. When I ask my patients, you know, why aren't you meditating? Oh, I don't have the time. I don't know how. I don't have the resources. So guess what, guys? Yeah, you have no excuse now. But I like I like these. Keep going with more. Okay. More okay. things that we can do more at things. home. More things. That's going to just help us out. Because I think one thing I wanted to point out when you mentioned that 80-20 rule is as you said that, I was like, holy shit, I have this flipped on its head. I'm sitting here watching the yeah. news all day long. Just like, you know, it stresses me out yeah. more. But I also, I want to be informed, you know, right. as things are changing left and right. So I like this idea of flipping that and doing less right. of that. But, and, and there's a difference between like shutting yourself out and pretending it's not happening and just staying informed to the point where you know it's going on, but you're not feeding into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, in our house, I'm watching like the BBC or, you know, getting updates from like the White House. What I'm not watching is like, I won't mention the network, but there was a, a story on a network the other day and it was, <laughs> it started with this pan of hospitals and this like bunch of bodies and it was like, the bodies are piling up in Italy. Jesus. They had no chance. And it's like, don't, don't, like yeah part no, of it is that they it is it, it's they, media it's media they want to keep you they want to keep you locked in yeah so they're doing everything they can to like excite the nervous system absolutely and right now is that's not what we need kind of why i want to i want to um pivot here and get into some specifics okay um so when we talk about kind of like de-exciting the nervous system what are some things we can do i know you kind of mentioned before when we were talking earlier a little bit about like food and exercise mm-hmm. like what would be your recommendation doc Okay. So, I mean, food is the quickest way to shift. I mean, mindfulness for sure, but food is the quickest way to shift the um, biochemistry in your body. What we eat is what we are and what we feel. So if you are sitting like a lump on your couch and not doing anything under your gravity blanket, except for watching like the most fearful news and eating dead food, and dead food is a, a, a term I coined for like processed food, sugary food, food that isn't real or alive, that is going to really put you in a depressive state like super quick. So what we want to do is focus on food that is alive. Um, Eating plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, organic when possible, or just pesticide, antibiotic, hormone free. Um, Making sure you're hydrating. You guys are you know, switching, we're at, we're at home switching right from coffee to alcohol. I've had so many texts <laughs> that people are like, have is- you been spying on me? <laughs> no, you've been texting me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like pictures of like wine. Exactly. So guys, like if you're at home and you're not in your normal routine, you know, making sure that you are getting up, you are, you, you need to like put your body through its, its normal regular day activities, even if you aren't going to work. So get up, shower, have your coffee, but then have a water. Make sure you're drinking, you know, one and a half to two liters of water a day. Our bodies are 80% water. Our cells are 80% water. We need to hydrate. Coffee, espresso, and then energy drinks into alcohol at 11 a.m. is like not going to do anything for our <laughs> mental state. I know a lot of you are crushed to hear that. I know. Pause. I'm going to take a giant sip of water yeah, yeah, right let's, now. Let's do a giant sip of water break. But I think that's interesting when you mentioned the live foods. I want to like harp on that mm-hmm. for a second because so many of us, you're right. It's like the easy thing to do. Like we we, we got all of our snacks. Yep. We got our quarantine yep. snacks, yep. like Oreos, chips, like stuff that makes us kind of like maybe happy. feel better and yeah. happy for a quick sec. Yeah. But maybe that's not the greatest thing to no. uh, be doing right now. 
No, and also what you're doing by eating all the time and eating like sugary processed foods is you're just like crashing your insulin response. And you're just basically, it's like a yo-yo of like highs and lows for sugar. So Um, that's going to definitely impact your anxiety. Anxiety and mood. Yeah. 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 And energy levels. Interesting. Um, That's one of the things too, is I think um, a lot of people panicked in the beginning and they're like, I need to buy like canned mm -hmm. foods. And yeah. things that are and gonna, all non-perishable, non-perishable. And it's like Which are dead. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what are some things like if people if people are sitting home with like a can of beans, you know? <laughs> then go out and get some tomatoes. Probably, you know, cut up tomatoes, spinach, um, some peppers, and some onions, and throw it in that can of beans. Like, yeah. Add some live food to your non-perishables. We have been told repeatedly that the U.S. food supply chain is not in danger. There is plenty of food. We're being reminded by the White House. We're being reminded by all news outlets that we will not run out of food and the grocery stores will not close. So go, you know, every day if you need to and just go to a like Whole Foods, wherever it is, pick up a couple fresh fruits, some fresh veggies. Um, I would love to see upping everyone's intake of antioxidant-rich foods. So these go- these guys are great because they help regulate the stress hormone, cortisol, which I talked about. Um, but foods like dark leafy vegetables. Um, I, I like to kind of keep it broad as dark leafy because then you say spinach and everybody only eats spinach. But guys, like <laughs> if I had a gun to your head and you're in the produce aisle, anything dark leafy green. Okay. (laughs) Like repeat, not iceberg lettuce. Like we're talking spinach, kale, you know, broccoli, all of those guys. Celery juice. This is the one time I will totally pump celery juice. I do not think it is the cure-all for all things from warts to cancer to... Yeah. People freak out about their celery juice. I don't know. Celery stock is like, I should have got that three years ago. You can just eat celery though. And it's the same thing. You can eat celery and it's the same thing. And it's like celery juice is like $10 yeah. for a, like an ounce yeah. or you can just eat fucking celery. Yeah. You're going to get the same benefit. Totally. Yes. Berries, citrus, and just plants, plants, plants. Think of anything alive as live food. We are live beings. We have live cells. Eat live food. Yeah, I like that. So put down the air... The Oreos, eat some live food. You're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, because there's a lot of other stuff I want to cover, yep. but yep. I want to touch on exercise too, because I think I've been guilty of this, is just sitting on the couch all day, watching mm-hmm. the news. You stop moving and that also affects us. Yeah, no, absolutely. So exercise... And, and the gyms are closed. I mean, yeah. that kind of makes it... That makes it tough. Totally. And so what I've been saying to my patients, uh, we've had to close the clinic recently just for you know preventative measures and keep everybody safe. So I've been doing a bunch of online appointments Um and wellness consultations with people. And, and you know, just because your gyms are closed, just because you can't go to classes doesn't mean you can't have exercise. So really all we need is about 30 minutes a day of elevating our heart rate. So, you know, whether that's like a quick, you can go outside if you want to walk around the block, you know, after a meal or when you get up in the morning, whatever, wherever you can fit it into your packed day of trying to meditate and learn French, you can <laughs> you can go and just elevate your heart rate, brisk walk, um, I know that ClassPass is actually offering a bunch of online programs. There's so many good videos on YouTube. Like pick your favorite fitness celebrity and do 30 minutes. You can even do it, you know, make it an interactive thing. FaceTime a friend and be like, let's both do the Tracy Anderson class. Let's both do, you know, Pilates for your butt class. That's the only class I'm doing. Oh, I, I'm going to link that one. Oh, I like that. Dude, I've been trying to get ready for your bachelorette party. It's not happening anymore. Cool. It is happening. I need balls <laughs> in my face. We need to do this. <laughs> I need balls in my face. I need balls in my face. <laughs> Bridesmaid reference for anybody who didn't know yeah, that. No, I don't, don't actually need... Great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll asterisk that at the bottom of this. Yeah. Um, 
But but yeah, so managing stress levels is, you know, a really like exercise is the best way to do this. It promotes circulation, it benefits the cardiovascular health system, um, improves blood flow, and allows the cells and substances of the immune system to move through the body more freely and to do their job more efficiently. So whether you're doing a virtual workout, whether you're doing something with free weights, just make sure you get that 30 minutes a day. And it it actually really will help your mood and your mental state. Yeah. Crucial. So crucial. And guys, like you gotta, you just gotta do this stuff. You gotta make yeah. it a priority. I mean, I'm right there with you. Let me tell you, like, just to kind of give she you likes a to person- sloth hard. <laughs> but like personal example, I mean, and a lot of people ask me about this in the when I asked the Instagram question. And I know there's a lot of other people doing this, that like those of us that, I mean, like for my wedding, ex- exactly. Like this is not only just so stressful, like planning a wedding is stressful. And to have this like come in and, you know, erase all the work that I've done. And yeah. now I have to basically start over. And it's just like heartbreaking in general. I know there was a lot of brides that reached out that have March, April, yeah. you know, weddings that are now in flux. And it's just, you have to manage what you can. You have to take control of what you can. Right now, we all don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm using my wedding as an example. This goes to everybody who has something that is really, really stressing them out. I think one of the best things you can do is take control of what you can control. And that's yourself. You're mm-hmm. eating, your exercise, what you're putting in your brain. So these are all really, really good examples. I also think it's like important just to you know, take it one step at a time too, because it can all feel really, really overwhelming. And so like you said, if you're just acknowledging what it is at that moment that's giving you stress and taking it, managing it with some of these manageable tools you've given us, mm-hmm. I think that that can be really, really helpful. Yeah. And just to to your point on things being overwhelming, the the best way that I've seen to deal with like mental overwhelm, especially when there's like a big task at hand or there's a bunch of moving pieces, is to just do that that chunking process that I've done with you and I've done it with a, a, I think a couple of our friends as well. But writing down, taking ten minutes and putting it on your phone uh, with a timer, writing down everything that's overwhelming you, every to do list, even if it's like you know making yourself a smoothie to like refining your mortgage whatever it is, just do a brain dump and then chunking those into manageable like, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to take the the four top things that are stressing me out the most and writing those. And that's what you're going to do for the next hour. So instead of constantly running a to-do list and, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed in your head, writing it all down, chunking it into areas of importance and then tackling each area according to what is going to give you the most mental peace. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. Because I think that is also part of it. It's not just acknowledging, it's also taking action against what's stressing you out, which I think is like a big thing to mention. And especially when you have, okay, you don't know what's going on with your job. You don't know what's going on with your wedding. You don't know what's going on with your health. You don't know what's going on with the groceries. Like we're we're kind of having like widespread uncertainty. Yeah. So that's where the chunking process really comes in. Yeah, I love that. One thing I also wanted to talk about with you while you're here, as I did get a lot of questions about this too, is asking like how to stay sane in captivity. Like a lot of people have mentioned, you know, either they're they're dealing with isolation for the first time mm-hmm. or they're in captivity by themselves and they're like, I don't have that physical connection. Yep. Um, and then on the flip side, it's so funny. I mean, like grass is always greener, right? Yeah. And then there's like people who are quarantined with like their whole families or their small <laughs> yeah. children and they're like, help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some, maybe some things you can do around that. Okay. So, uh, I mean, aside from, you know, the me- the meditation piece, the learning language piece, the like keeping yourself busy, um, well, another really great practice that you can add is like breathing techniques. So deep abdominal breathing is going to help us. 
And and it's not only going to help us kind of calm down, but also helps us with feelings of isolation and loneliness because it's kind of helping slow everything down so we feel a little bit more in our bodies. And that helps us feel more connected to ourselves, which can, again, fight isolation. So what I would encourage is... Um, Doing really easy if you if you can't jump into meditation, doing some really easy four seven eight breathing, and so uh, that looks like four breaths on an inhale. So just and then you hold for seven one two three four five six seven and then eight on an exhale. I'm not even counting, but four seven eight breathing, and that's something they actually like teach to Navy SEALs too to like, oh, calm cool. them down in air in times of stress, like when they're. You know, I don't know. I'm not even gonna speculate <laughs> on what Navy SEALs do <laughs> when they're stressed Navy, Navy way more than being quarantined with snacks and Wi-Fi. This is something that they do. So, Four, seven, eight breaths. How how long do you have to do that? So I, you can honestly feel a physiological change within about doing it like six times. So, okay. Yeah. So if you just do that for even 90 seconds, you will feel a change in your brain's biochemistry. You will feel a change in your nervous system. Your shoulders will drop. A big thing when you're doing breathing is to make sure that you're sitting up straight and your shoulders are back. Roll your shoulders back. Make sure your airways are open. Don't do four, seven, eight breathing while like under your gravity blanket all crunched on the couch covered in Ritz crackers. Um, <laughs> so four, seven, eight breathing, also box breathing. There's um, some really cool mindfulness apps like Calm and Headspace that have different graphics that you can watch while you're breathing to to kind of key in if counting is hard, like it is for me, clearly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really easy because they have graphics that kind of zoom in and out when you should be breathing. So that's a good one. If you are feeling super adventurous and you want to learn a new breathing technique, the Wim Hof breathing is really cool. And it actually increases your um, your lung capacity. So, you know, Googling, and I'm sure we can throw it in show notes, but Wim Hof breathing. So that's a really great practice just to, for you to adopt and learn now to take into daily life. Um, as far as dealing with a, a, a ton of kids or isolation, you know, remembering there's a there are a bunch of resources online for therapy. You know, therapy is something that I am a huge ad advocate of, and I know you are too. Mm -hmm. Mental health is a big thing on this podcast. Um, but, you know, there are therapy online sessions. There is also, if you have a therapist currently, and those of you who don't, I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know a functional adult in the world that doesn't have a therapist. Like, do you know somebody who's crushing it who doesn't have a therapist? Can you mm. think of anybody? Mm. Nope. Yeah, me neither. And I deal with like CEOs of companies and like finance guys who are under ton of stress. Like I deal with some pretty high functioning individuals with a huge network worth and they all have therapists. So there should be no shame about getting a therapist. And so if you have one, ask them if they're doing FaceTime appointments. I know a lot of them are making sure that you're getting connection if you're feeling isolation through FaceTime, you know, calls with friends, group FaceTimes, chats, that kind of a thing at least scheduling one thing a day where you feel connected to other people yeah. for, those, for those people that you're in isolation with. So if it's a different girlfriend each day, if it's a different family member, I mean, this is honestly the time to be talking to your family. <laughs> like, I haven't talked to my family so much, like ever. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like, even if you don't think about it, because I've been getting those calls too, of like right. friends checking in and it does feel so much better. After, right. Like a couple minutes of checking in, checking in on your grandparents. I had a great yeah. phone call with my grandma the oh, other day. Oh, love. Yeah. And she was like so stoked. Of like, course. Her day. Oh my God. I've, absolutely. And since you, since it's like absolutely forbidden to go visit them, call them. 
I mean, they're constantly feeling isolated and they're giving you guilt about never calling or visiting anyway. Now's your time to shine. (laughs) This is the time to call and FaceTime your grandparents. Um, So looking at therapy online uh, as well, I mean, we're doing wellness sessions. Shen Medicine, uh, my clinic is doing wellness sessions. So you can, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors, uh, doctors of acupuncture like myself, There's a lot of um, healers that are doing FaceTime sessions. A lot of people that would usually be there to support your mental, emotional health are doing online sessions. So that's a good thing to know. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, because I actually saw you were just featured in Mind Body Green. Yeah. um, Talking about like some acupuncture things that you can do to yourself. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And so like there's acupuncture is a 5,000 year old medical practice and uh, we have over 400 different acupoints on the body and they're all linked through little meridians that are like super highways. So the thing is, I mean, when we're doing acupuncture, we are putting needles into points to elicit a certain response from the nervous system, from the immune system. But those points and those functions are, are actually activated with pressure as well. So, you know, if you can't get to your acupuncturist, which most of us can't right now, um, there is the article that I did for Mind Body Green outlines a sequence of acupressure points that you can do a self-massage on to boost your immune system. I'm probably also going to do one soon on ones to calm anxiety because there's a couple points that are really good for that that'll take you immediately out of that kind of fight or flight syndrome, that sympathetic nervous system and put you more in that rest or digest. I'm going to link that whole article in show notes. There's going to be a lot of resources in show notes, guys, but maybe maybe talk us through one. Okay. So um, do you want one for calming or one for immune? Let's do calming. Ooh, okay, good one, good one. <laughs> Selfishly. Okay, so a lot of people who've been to acupuncture know this one, but there's basically a point right between your eyebrows that's kind of like, it's basically in the midpoint of your forehead. Um, <laughs> I'm just showing you, but you know where it we're is. We're both doing it. Yeah, we're both doing it right now. <laughs> so it's literally, if you find the, the medial or the inside edge of both of your eyebrows, you're going to go right in the middle of that. Okay. Yeah. And it's where, um, you know, if you frown, you get those 11 marks. So mm-hmm. you want them right in the middle of the 11. And this is a point called yin tang. And so this point has a very calming effect on the brain. <laughs> Allergies, not Corona. Um, has a very calming effect on the brain and on the breathing and on the entire system. So what you want to do is just kind of like very gently just stroke it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. How could you not? How could you not? Um, Also, you know what's funny is this is where on a lobster, before you put them in the pot, this is how you put them to sleep. Have you ever seen anybody do that? What? Yeah. You've never seen anybody do that? You put a lobster to sleep? Have you never been to Maine? Uh, Yeah, but... Yeah, you like... The lobster's freaking out and you hold it by the tail and then you just like rub it right here and it starts to stop freaking out. I wish I could show you. I wish we had a lobster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> things have, have never feeling, been said. I have a feeling uh, the supermarket's fresh out of lobster. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're fresh out of everything. I know. I can't even get like chicken. We'll do a little... I'll do a little um, Instagram Dieting. video yeah. at, with you after this and I'll post it so people can kind of... Because I do think getting a visual helps. Absolutely. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a and points. this is also great for you to do um, on other people. So you can do it on, you know, not everybody out in the street, but everybody in your household. That and as well as the ears have... Uh, they're in, the ears have it actually an entire 
acupressure map of their own. So even just like playing with somebody's ears, I mean, you see how like relaxed the dogs get when you play with ears. That's not dissimilar to us. We have the same nerve endings. We have the same everything. So like playing with somebody's ears, just gently, gently kind of like tugging them and just pinching them. You can't go wrong. Like, oh, that's great. For those of you with little crazy kids running around. Crazy little kids. Yeah. Maybe try the ears, try that 11. difficult husbands. Like (laughs) honestly, anytime I want a man to do anything that I'm in an intimate relationship with, let's be honest, I'm not doing this at a bank. Um, But (laughs) I'll just like reach across and just be like, so, you know, those blinds really need to get up today. How do you think we can make that happen? And You can't see, but she's tugging on my ears. on Sarah. Sarah's writing me a check for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm like, whatever you need, babe. (laughs) (laughs) So like play with somebody's ears. I love that. Yeah. I love I love the idea of doing this to somebody else. We need we need support, we need touch, and we need affection right now. And yeah. for those of us who are isolated trying to do it through FaceTime or trying to make sure you have that connection. But for those of us who are lucky enough to have family members in the house, if they're not driving you crazy, take a 20-minute timeout. Again, like structure your day, okay? Just like you would at work. Three o'clock is physical touch time, you know? <laughs> like ch- check news at 9, 12, and like 5. Speaking of, does uh, does sex help with? with I was just gonna segue there because you're all nice and relaxed, and I played with your ears. Yeah, like let's talk about banging. So, sex, just like exercise, increases circulation and decreases anxiety, decreases cortisol. Sex is really good for your mood. I mean, anybody who's had an orgasm can attest that (laughs) afterwards you're in a pretty. Nobody's barking at anybody. Nobody's yelling off a to do list or you know talking about the world ending. That's true. There's gonna be so many little coronials in about eight months. I cannot wait for coronials. Coronials. Yeah, that's our word. Corona babies. Unfortunately, those little assholes are going to be Scorpios, but we'll deal with that yeah, when we get there. That's yeah. the real problem. We, we're all gonna, that's the next <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Is the Scorpio, Scorpio coronal pandemic. <laughs> They're just flying off the handle. Amazing. Um, as much as I would like to leave off on that note, um, I, I also wanted to kind of just ask you just to kind of wrap things up here. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things not to do? Yes. Uh, this is big. This is big, big, big. And I've and I've talked about this um, a little bit on, on the social meds, but also I'm just kind of reminding my patients on the way out, this is huge. Uh, there's, there's a couple big no's. One, I would say this is not the time, although you want to be healthy, although you want to make sure you're in you know control of everything you can, this is not the time to drastically change your lifestyle, your food choices, and, and to try new things for your body. Your body has a, a certain homeostasis when homeostasis is kind of like your own balance. So if your body is used to the standard American diet where you're getting up and eating eggs and bacon, and then you're having, you know, a whatever it is, a burger at lunch with some fries. And then for dinner, you're having like pasta and meatballs. Although that's not an optimal diet and there's no plants in that, deciding that you are quarantined at home and now you want to do the master cleanse and jumping into a 21-day <laughs> juice fast is only going to shock your system. It's going to crash your immune system. It's going to crash your digestive system and literally put you into shock. That is going to increase your chance for getting sick and really put you in a shitty mood. So... Although I want you to eat plants, I want you to do all that. Don't don't become a vegan overnight. Don't, you know, 
Don't do anything so drastic. Try and implement small changes daily. I want you drinking more water. I want you eating more vegetables. But don't go and all of a sudden you're taking 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day if you've never taken vitamin C before. Mm. So really, really important. Um, (laughs) Don't completely, I wouldn't say don't, but like caution against completely isolating and becoming that fanatic. There's, you know, there's responsible, I think, social and and news sharing. And then there's barraging fear and panic. And you don't know anyone else's capacity to deal with crisis, mm-hmm. panic, and anxiety. And we're all conditioned differently from our upbringing. So some of us deal with crisis really well. I thrive in crisis. I love crisis. When it's calm and happy, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, what is it? It couldn't be more different. No, I know. This is why we're friends though. Yeah. You know, but like you see me on our group tags, like anybody, anytime anybody's like, oh my God, I'm like, no, no. Like I'm just responding with facts. So because we're all conditioned differently, you don't know that the news story that you are sending somebody that you got from, I don't know, like Becky's whatever blog blog daily (laughs) that it's saying that, you know, we're going to run out of water and that the the Russians are trying to contaminate our food sources. Which for the record, we're making this Yeah, this is not true. (laughs) Becky, take it down. Um, But like, you don't know that sending that to somebody who's on the verge of a panic attack somewhere that you don't have, you know, sending a text, you don't know where they're at, what kind of state they're at. That may put them into a full-fledged panic attack. Mm -hmm. Worse, they're going to continue to spread that story. So be really, really responsible about your sharing information and news stories. And when in doubt, don't don't spread scary news stories, spread memes. Yeah, spread (laughs) memes. Where would you get those, Sarah? (laughs) And on that note, you can follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, I do think like sharing some funny stuff is yeah. honestly going to help more than anything else. We're all watching the news. We all got crazy shit. Go, go to yeah. your, go to Big Kid Problems. Find some funny shit. Share. There's that. tons of funny shit on there. Yeah. There's tons of funny shit. <laughs> or wherever your whatever your favorite meme account is. Hopefully, it's Big Kid Problems. It is. Let's be honest. Um, okay. On that note, I think we should wrap it up. I think you gave us a lot of information um, to process, to work on. And mm-hmm. I think this is all really, really helpful. So Paige, thank you so, so much. If we want to find more from you, where can we where can we find you? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, I mean, during this whole crisis, I will be on the social meds, I think, as everyone will. So I'm under the AccuChick. So it's T-H-E-A-C-U-C-H-I-C-K. Wow, my brain today has been... I'm phenomenal. I'll um, link it. I'll link it. Yeah. So the AccuCheck, if you guys are interested in doing an, uh, a wellness consultation, I am doing those via the web. And so it's basically like 45 minutes just sitting with me going through your diet and lifestyle, um, recommending supplements and herbs for whatever you're dealing with, whether that's anxiety, depression, immunity. I'm also going to probably be offering some uh, free mini sessions to those elderly that I can get to because as we know, I have an obsession with the elderly. So those, if you guys have grandparents in isolation who have an iPad or an iPhone and want to do a FaceTime, I'm offering free mini sessions. So I'll be formulating that in the next couple of days and happy to do it. Yeah. Just lift spirits. Lifting spirits. Yeah. Spread the good stuff. All right. Thanks, Paige. Thank you. All right, guys, that is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope it was helpful and that you took away some info, some tools, and some resources to help make this crazy time a little bit more bearable. We talked about a lot of different resources. So I encourage you to check out our show notes where I've listed everything for you. It honestly reminded me of writing like a study guide back in college. There's just so much info in there. So take advantage. 
I know we all can't wait for things to get back to normal. Trust me, I'm with you. So next week, I will be launching our regularly scheduled episodes. I have been working so hard on this season and I'm really excited to share some fun episodes with you. And we really do have some awesome guests and topics coming up. And the next episode specifically is so funny and will definitely help distract you from whatever the hell is going on then. I mean, God only knows what's going to be going on a week from now. So I hope to see you back here next week for a brand new episode. And wait, I'm so excited I get to say this again. Until then, I'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.